talk about it podcast what up what up welcome back to the let's talk about it podcast if you're brand new with us we drop a brand new episode every first and third friday of the month and with me i have back my boo my wife what is going on girl how's it going how come you didn't introduce Pennifer lopez <laughs> Well, I'll let you introduce Pennifer Lopez. Well, she is our special guest for the day. She is a legend. She is a diva. She is beautiful, gorgeous, wakes you up with kisses in the morning. And her name is Pennifer Lopez. That's the name you've given her. (laughs) She's a dog, guys. No, we did not get a dog, but we are pup sitting. But she's been a great asset to... I guess you could say the family temporarily. Yeah. 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 I so. mean, you know, it makes you want to get me a dog, right? It makes me consider the possibility of getting a dog. For me. <laughs> if they're as good as Penny is, then yes. Mm. Like, don't have to count on them when you leave and kind of keeps to their own. And yeah, Penny's awesome. But babe, this is like our first episode in like, what, three or four or whatever? It's been a while. You know what? It might be my first episode in like three or four weeks, but this is our 50th episode collectively. What the heck? <laughs> Let's we go. We did it. We didn't quit. Bubs. I know. We've like outranked Kim Kardashian's marriages, <sighs> Paris Hilton's relationship. Okay. <laughs> like, we've been together for a while now. When I think about this, I can't front. So, real talk. If you have listened to this at any point in time, seriously, thank you guys so very much. And not only is this our 50th episode, just last week it pings in my email. We have officially over 7,000 downloads. What the heck? We'll do it again. What, my clapping wasn't good enough? Well, you know, I'm, I'm having the back of the <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, thank you so, so very much, guys. Um, it means everything to us. I remember yeah. when I started a year and a half ago. That's even weird to say that out loud. It's been a year and a half. What in the world? Anyways. <laughs> no, you know what the crazy part is? Like, I remember, um, like, right when you were playing around with the idea, like, I think a month after you started, I had reached out to someone, like, we look up to. And uh-huh. I was just all like, hey, we're going to be in the same town that you are. Can you please, like... Um, we would love it if you could give us 20 minutes of your time. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. You know, like, we will buy you coffee, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm doing this whole pitch. And I was like, I want to surprise my husband. He just started a podcast. And the person was just like, well, how many episodes? And I was just all like, at the, they're like, call me when you hit blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> and back then, it, like, that just seemed like such a daunting task, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow, we've already hit that number yeah like 50 i think the number that they gave me was 50 yeah and so as you were about to start recording i was just all like i should reach out and i was like hey remember when you said <laughs> remember when <laughs> <laughs> guess what sucker we did it oh man the funny thing is like it's like to hit 50 just feels like you said it did feel daunting i i, I didn't think it could happen yeah and we just maintained consistency honestly i mean like what have we talked about for the past 50 episodes like y'all actually been listening i think that's what blows me away like you listen to the idiotic things that comes out of my mouth stop stop (laughs) anyways you are not and then they have the nerve to leave sweet comments on our podcast page (laughs) okay what are some of the comments so many golden nuggets alan nagel says this 
It's because she loves me and she loves Kara. Ellen, Ellen does love you. <laughs> Ellen loves, loves some juby. Uh, she says, be ready to pause, rewind, nod along in both necessary conviction and encouragement. Love these two and would love to be a fly on the wall for their conversation. So this glimpse is a treat. So grateful they're willing to share their wisdom, experience and current challenges with us all. Thank you, Ellen. That is very sweet. Leslie, our sweet friend Leslie says, I've always enjoyed learning from Pastor Mark. Insert Juby's name. (laughs) (laughs) When he speaks, wisdom and understanding flows 1000% agree. I never walk away wondering what I learned about, and I walk away wanting to apply what I learned to my life to go deeper in certain areas. Pastor Mark and Juby are a power couple. (laughs) 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 They both speak wisdom and makes you think deeper about where you are and where you want to be as well as Bringing laughter and joy to your heart. I really appreciate this podcast and all the food for the soul that you get. It is one of my favorite to listen to and learn from. You won't regret listening. Honestly, that almost brings tears to my eyes, but I'm a G, so I don't cry. G's don't cry. <laughs> hey, honestly, thank Ellen, Leslie, thank you so much. Who's the last person that, that wrote that? Um, Ellen and Leslie. Oh, that, that was uh, under Leslie, too? Yeah. Oh, right on. Mm-hmm. Thank you both, ladies. And And by the way, if you have not left a review... Please, please do so. Um, not only does it help to get the channel recognized, it lets us know if we're on the right track. But seriously, the, my favorite part about what you were reading with Leslie said when she says she walks away applying. Yeah. Like, that's what it's about. Right. That's the end goal. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Like, if, if, if we, like, we, every single time we do an episode, we always think through, where's the application? Where's the application? Yeah. So we And hey, when you, you leave a comment or review, it could almost make me cry. And if it's really good, I might cry. So... <laughs> There's the incentive. Right? <laughs> well, today, with it being episode 50, you came up with a great idea. I love it. And so we're calling today's episode Halftime. Halftime. That is loaded with a lot of things because when you think of halftime, and matter of fact, we'll just ask our viewers or listeners right now, like, you think of halftime, like, what comes to mind? And so for some people, you're probably thinking sports, you know, whether it's in football or basketball. Um, and there's something that takes place during halftime. Yeah. You know, so on one side, you have like a performance that takes place. On the other side, you got the teams, they're going back in the locker room, basically trying to figure out where they need to tighten up, where they need to sustain and keep up that momentum, you know, to keep winning. Or if they're down a lot and what do they need to do to have this massive comeback? But a lot of things happen in halftime. But yeah. I love that you had this idea to talk about it because halftime can kind of be like a, a moment in life. Yeah. And so I just kind of wanted to, pass it to you what kind of generated what is halftime for you yeah and what kind of and then what sparked it so start off with what's halftime and then what sparked it i was gonna say i got my inspiration from halftime from sports actually um in college like every sport has a halftime right like there is not a single i mean if there is don't tell me about it uh, <laughs> let me live in my ignorance thank you uh, but every sport you play there is a halftime so um I kind of started taking that personal as like, why would I not have that for myself? Right. So I started like deeming summertime as my halftime because half of the year has already gone by and I still have one, another half to go. So it's like, okay, so this has been the uh, production and the produce of this first half. What have I done phenomenally that I can continue doing? And what do I need to improve on? 
what do I need to just be like, hey, maybe I just don't need to do this at all. Mm. You know, so it's like a great time of reflection. And naturally, like I think, um, especially like in the American working system, this is a time for reset anyways, because pa- families go on vacation around this time of the year. So we usually tend to retreat back a little bit just to kind of reset. In the time of resetting, are you also pre previewing is that the right word um yeah you could say that or preparing reviewing actually yeah, yeah. reviewing is last word um next right oh my gosh english um <laughs> words mean stuff um <laughs> uh, reviewing the first half mm. or are you just resetting with no goal in mind like are you just like are you taking a dirty mop and like putting it over dirt all over again mm. or are you saying like hey you know, maybe I need a cleaner mop mm-hmm. to clean this up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, thought, I don't know if that was a great analogy yeah, well, or not. What you're, what you're basically saying is it's, it's easy in life to just keep going through the motions. Right. And so the purpose of halftime, it's to it's to hit the pause button and not just people. Have, when we hear the word reset, we think of like it's just nothingness. And to an extent, there is a form of that, you know, but it's, it's we're reframing from doing more and staying busy. But the other piece, though, is how am I resetting on purpose? And that's right. what you're talking about. So when, like you said, you're reviewing the previous six months or you're reviewing what took place yeah. so you can assess this is where I'm killing it. Right. Or this is where I need to, you know, turn it up. Yeah. So you had recently watched a documentary and it was called Half Halftime. Yeah. Which it's so funny. Um, I literally it's, of course, the Jennifer Lopez uh, documentary. Mm hmm. I am not a Jennifer Lopez fan, mm-hmm. other than for me to say, I'm still, I'm still Juby from the block. Used to have a little, still have very little, but I know where I came from. Yeah. So uh, my friends really do call, I actually have friends who call me Juby from the you block. Do. We do have friends who call me <laughs> from the block. Um, but I, like you were gone and I just needed something because I've been watching things with subtitles and I'm just like, I just don't need my brain to work right now. So I'm just going to watch the thing that's, like going to require zero brain cells, mm. you know, and I knew you wouldn't want to watch it with me because I was like, this is probably too cheesy for him. So uh, let me just watch about myself. Low key, like um, I teared up a few times watching it. So talk about some of those moments. What was it that, that had you tear up about this documentary? Cause by the way, as you're listening to this, stay with us guys. If you're, if you're constant with us, you guys always know we, we tie it back in, but what were some things that just kind of teared up for you just right off the top of your head? Yeah. Um, I was going to say, um, one of the things that she said is, so essentially the documentary is literally about her halftime show for Super the Bowl. Super Bowl in 29, was it? No, 2020, right before the lockdown started. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't realize that. I just thought it was just a random, just, you know. Something called halftime. It's something called halftime, and it's a documentary on JLo. I did not realize it was literally about the halftime. So it's about the prep work that goes into it. Of course, we're at high, uh, you know, racial unrest. Like, there's just a lot happening. Um, so one of the first things that she said, and I was like, ah. Oh, you know, it's one of those things you hear and they're like, oh, I'm going to get that tattooed on me. And they're like, ah, oh, I hate needles, so probably won't. <laughs> um, but she said, uh, a no is not an answer. It's an opportunity. Mm. And when she said that, I was like, yes, girl, you're right. It's, it is an opportunity. Because oftentimes, and even like, again, reviewing the last six months, 
how many times have you taken no as an answer instead of taking it as an opportunity to be like, okay, I know you said no, but do you see the same perspective as I do? Mm. Or do you see the same like growth option as I do? Um, And I think just, I take it personal because I am a woman and I do feel like as a woman, you do face a lot more barriers than let's say a guy in the same position as me. So for me to hear a woman say, and not only just a woman, but a woman of color say, like when someone tells you, no, you don't take it. Mm. You take that as an opportunity to grow. And I'm like, so what, let's lean into that. Cause I love this. What does that mean? then? like, how do we, how do we as the outsider, you know, take a no and seize an opportunity to grow? Like what are some, I guess, practical ways or some things that we can do to go through that? Maybe one or two examples or thoughts or maybe something that she did, I guess, to yeah. do that. Um, I think you still say respectful of the people that said no to you, but you don't still stop trying for the same results, especially if you know the results are going to bring and produce something good. Mm. Like for her, she knew the message she wanted to send mm-hmm. at the halftime show. Um, and, but she was very respectful. At least, you know, other people may disagree watching that and they're welcome to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like she was respectful. She's like, okay, I understand why you're saying that. But at the same time, hey, I also like need to be able to say this message. And because it is something that matters to me, it is something that matters to my community. Um, so still fighting, but not getting ugly with it. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's taking no as an opportunity instead of an answer. I think your agenda can still stay the same, but stay respectful with it. What I'm hearing and as you're sharing is it's reminded me of the importance of knowing what you want to stand for in the first place is what yeah. it sounds like. Yeah. So this wasn't something that she was reactive in. Right. She already had the end game in right. mind. Keep in mind, she's almost 53 years old. So she's wow. not some oh, new. That is crazy. Right. Jayla's she looks 53? phenomenal. She's going to be 53 in July. Right. Wow. She looks phenomenal. She has like a 10 pack. There, there's hope for all of us guys. There <laughs> is, but you just need to work out like yes, Jello does. Yes, you do. That's true. That's true. You know, by the um, way, but for, for every celebrity that looks well as they age, the common denominator is they all work out. Yeah. She, I mean, she does all types of dancing. Like some of her workout stuff is on there. Yeah. The one thing that bothered me though is as rich as she is, like her hairstyles. Oh my gosh. Like, do you not own a brush? <laughs> like I kept thinking that the entire documentary and I'm like, you are rich. Please tell me you have a brush. But but you were saying how like with her being 53 going on 54, right, so she already knew where she was going. Right, right. She's not new to this game, right? She's lived her life. She has you know, experienced love. She's experienced heartache. She's experienced um, growing up in, you know, a Latino home, in an immigrant home, in a tough home, in a tough neighborhood. She's heard no plenty of times. She She's lived her life. So it's knowing what you stand for. Like, for example, like literally the night before the performance, the higher ups of the NFL told her, no, you can do X, Y, Z. Mm. it's too political. And she's like, well, I've been working on this for months. So it's either you have me and you have a halftime show tomorrow or you don't, you know, pick your battle. But this is something I firmly stand by and it's not disrespectful. So I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. You know? Yeah. It's just, 
go girl. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think um, just knowing what you're standing for matters when you take it as an opportunity and, versus an answer. And part of, part of, I feel like halftime is it's that it's not just, it's re it's not just reassessing. Like you said, everything you've kind of come through or gone through, but you're reassessing also to, to make yourself go is what we're doing line in line with the end game. Right. You know, is, is what we're doing still in line with where we want to go. And what I love most is the, the reason why I was I, I, I stopped a little bit to acknowledge that JLo is 53 going on 54 is I'm also encouraged because no, 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 she's 52 going on 53. Please don't do I, that. You, to her. you just said she was 53 she, in like a couple of weeks. Oh, OK. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> don't ace the woman. Here's the point. Here's the point. It's the fact that she is still battling with that in her 50s. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just encouraged because I don't know about you. It's easy. Like we're in our 30s. We do live with people in their 20s. We also know people obviously in their 40s and 50s. And it seems like there's a constant tension where everyone always feels like they have to have it figured out all the time. Absolutely. And what I'm just loving that you're sharing with me, just hearing her story, you know, through his documentary, here she is in her fit. And she's had success. Like you said, she's had failures as well. She's had mistakes. She's had love. She's had heartbreak. But even in that, she's still trying to discern what is it? What is the thing I'm trying to accomplish? Yeah. And I love that because she knows what it is she wants. She just keeps it at the forefront. And even in her fifties, cause it's easy to go, why well, it didn't happen in my thirties. So let me opt out. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen in my forties. So let me opt out. Mm-hmm. And this is someone who has access to unlimited resources. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm just encouraged that it's, it's never too late, I guess. Yeah. And going back to what you said um, about knowing the end game. Um, here's the thing about half times. There's, Two sides to a halftime, right? There is the, the team that goes to the locker room, despite where they are in standing, winning, losing, they go to the locker room and they reset and they talk over their plays and they, you know, talk about it or whatever. But the other side to a halftime is also there's a halftime show going on. There is a stadium full of people distracted mm. by what's happening with you know they're entertained so for them in that moment they're they're like we're getting what we need they're not out there with the team resetting they're not out there with the team saying like hey why didn't we, why do we play so lousy you know and it's easy to then come back at the end of the game like oh my team i can't believe they did it like they're just so like sucky you know um but you weren't out there so there's going to be people who take the opportunity like to reset, to reevaluate. And then there's going to be other people who's going to be easily distracted. But like I'm being entertained for now. So that's what matters. Dang, babe. That's good. So really then the question that you're pretty much posing to us is, are you using the halftime to reassess or using your halftime to be distracted? Mm-hmm. That's good. Something, something you had mentioned was the, uh, in the documentary, Jello said, I'm glad I didn't get a job 10 to 15 years ago because I wasn't ready for it then. Yeah. Uh, like when I said, I almost cried when she said that. Why? Um, I think we've all been victim. You just said it right now, like literally three minutes ago that she's in her 50s still fighting for it. And we think we have to have it figured out. Um, so most of my 20s was spending feeling like I should already had it. I should have already done it. I should have already Right. So when I entered into my thirties, like when I tell you full on mental crying, like boohooing all the time, cause I thought I failed in life. Mm-hmm. 
right? So there are things happening in my life right now. Had I gotten that in my 20s, I don't know if I would have appreciated it as much and if I would have taken care of it as much as I do right now. I appreciate the value of the gift that's been given to me mm. as a grown-up. And not to say I wasn't grown-up. Like, you know, you always think you're grown-up. I'm sure 10 years from now, I will look back at this podcast and be like, ah, oh, you had no idea, you know? <laughs> and it's going to be another gift that's been given to me. But what I have right now, I would have never in a million years appreciated had I gotten it, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So when, when she said that, I understood that struggle because I am very much an achiever, very much a dreamer, and I want it. I want it now. I want it, like, Yesterday. without a lot of, yeah, it, like, if it could be done, like, a couple of days ago, like, my Houston mama and I, we used to always joke around that, but about that in, uh, college you know she would always be like juby is like the type of personality where me and her were very similar we want everything done yesterday you know we want it achieved we want grow like i mean even yesterday like i was lying down because i wasn't feeling good and you're like rest and i'm like yeah but i gotta get up and you're like juby you don't have to do everything with every single moment of your life you know um so that's very much my personality so for her to say that at 52 mm. I am so glad that I didn't get the halftime show when I was in my 20s, when I was first starting out my career, or even in my 30s when I was a little bit more established. But thank God I got it when I was in my 50s because mm. 20-year-old and 30-year-old me would not. The statements that she made during her um, performance, 20 and 30-year-old would not have been able to make it. Um, 20 and 30 year old her would not have been able to make it. And so it just helped me realize like, even when you feel like you're lost in the game or like you're behind in the game that I serve a God that knows exactly where I should be in the game. Like I am exactly where I should be because the impact that it will have at the right time is going to be way better than harvesting it prematurely and being like, ah, oh, I could have had more kick, you know, it yeah. could have, it could have been a little bit more better. Like we picked it a little too soon, but if we just let it sit there and let it grow and harvest it at the right time, the impact will be so much more greater than when done prematurely. It can still do what it needs to, but pr probably not the same impact. Yeah, man. As you were talking, I just, there was two words that came to mind. It was faithful and content. Right. And it's, it reminds me of a proverb. I can't, I can't remember where it is, but basically it's a, there's another guy I follow. He's a YouTuber and, uh, but he's also a Christian. And in this video clip, he was talking about the importance of, you know, as you grow, you need to learn how to scale, you know, how do you scale your business? How do you scale the resources that you have? But the other thing that he said was too many times people focus so much on scaling and growing, you know, the thing that they have. And he said, what you need to grow more is your, is your inner self, your personal, your character. Yeah. And he said, I'm so glad I had, I had slow success because had I had it quickly, I feel like this me scaling would have outgrown my character. Mm -hmm. And he said, I don't ever want my scaling, my business, whatever it is I'm trying to maximize or that verse success is be bigger than my character. Yeah. Because like you said, when you get ahead of it, you're 
your character can't keep up. Mm-hmm. And so now you have the success, whatever you define success as, whether it's finances, whether it's resources, whether it's time, whatever that looks like. But if you can't walk away or people can't walk away from you saying you're not a good hang or you don't even represent what Christ represents, is that really success? Right. You know, it's it's the famous verse from from Jesus where it says, what is it for you, a man again in the world, but to lose his soul? Yeah. And so I just love that. Uh, what message? Was it? Oh, it was Robert Morris. We talked about the difference between being called and sent. Yep. Yep. That's what I was thinking of. Yep. And just to recap it, I'll try and find the episode and leave it in the description of this episode. But he was saying, everybody's called. Called mm-hmm. is when the Lord has given you a clear assignment. Right. But the sending. And as if you are a Christian, if you said yes to Jesus, you are called. Mm-hmm. Every single person. So his thing is like, I love it when people are like, pastor, I've yeah, been yeah. called. And he's like, yep, so has everyone else who said yes to Jesus. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but the thing I like the example it gave, like Abraham was called at 75. He wasn't sent to his 100. Mm-hmm. Moses was called at before birth, but he wasn't sent to his, till his 80. 80s. Yeah. And he and Moses tried to upgrade the sent prematurely at 40. Yep. And God was like, all right, I'm at bet. I'm gonna have you shepherd over some sheep. Yeah. You know, and then 40 years went by, you know, Jesus was called before the time of earth began for us, but he wasn't sent until he not only came to earth physically until he was 30. Yeah. But it's just the reminder of wherever it is you're at in life. I love that babe. When you said you can use half time to reassess or you can use it to be distracted. And, and you know, when I hear JLo's story of her being in her fifties saying, I'm so glad I didn't get it 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. It's a reminder for all of us. Like, what does it look like for you? Just be faithful with where you're at now, because maybe you have been called David, was called as a shepherd boy, what, at 16 or something? 13, no, that's that's what scholars say. He Somewhere in his teens. Yeah. But he wasn't sent to, what, another 15 years or so, mm-hmm. 10, 15 years, something like that. Joseph, same with Joseph. So it's just interesting to see so many uh, men and women throughout the scripture also called. Yeah. But there is a time that we have to be developed. And in that, how are you being faithful and being content with where you're at right mm. now? I'm so thankful that I wasn't sent in my 20s. Now, that's not to say every 20-year-old, you know, isn't ready. But for me, I'm thankful. Mm. Like, and I will tell you, it makes me so excited about my 40s. Like, I have an excitement about turning 40 that I did not have about in my 30s. Like, turning 30, I was like, this is the most dreadful thing that could happen to me. Like, why, God? Like, why would you forsake me and make me turn 30? But... I look forward to the day I am in my 40s because I just know God is developing things. And so you're I think, seeing this as a process for you right now. Right. Yeah. And I think somewhere along the line, we bought the narrative, we bought the lie that we had to have it all together in our 20s and 30s. And then after that, we're going to coast. But I 100% believe that your best years and your most effective years are in your latter years, you know, it's not, I think your um, character building years are in your earlier years, mm-hmm. but as far as like harvest and all that goes, I think it's your latter, you know, and even like in the Bible, it says your latter will be uh, greater. So I'm super excited. And like, I can relate to that. I thank God that this season didn't happen to 15 year old me mm-hmm. or 25 year old me. I thank God because she would not, she would not know what to do with herself. She would 
just be a wreck, you know, thinking she's doing the right thing, but really she's messing it up. Yeah. So when she said that, like, and I think more than anything to hear it from someone who's not necessarily in church continually, you know, to be like, okay, God, like it was almost like this wink from God. Like an outsider. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think she's continually in church, you know, or anything like that. Um, so it's like, even the world gets it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. You know? Wow, man, that's good. So, and it's like, Juby, so I for, got you. So for you, it was like, if she gets it, we as children of God right. should absolutely get it. Even yeah. More. That's really good. Yeah. You know, So obviously me being a Bay Area native, you know, I love uh, all things sports there so the niners golden state san francisco giants and all that and so recently you know the uh the the niners just kidding the warriors uh won their fourth championship and it was really he's trying really hard not to like smile so big right now as he's saying that actually i'm doing pretty good mm-hmm. I'm doing pretty, but now you said it so now i'm smiling hard <laughs> but they've won their fourth championship and for those who don't watch this is going to give a, a I, i'm going to recap something because it's important to where i'm going with it steph you know, Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson, they've played together for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so they've officially tied now with the most championships as a trio. You know, I think the other ones is Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and um, Ginobili with uh, the Spurs. And so they now have the most as a trio together. Um, that's won championships. And so one of the questions that was asked though with Clay Thompson during the series, I think it was game five, because they won it in six. Um, one of the uh, questions that they asked them was uh how does this how does this compare to the other ones you know or um and they asked clay thompson it was game five because still had to win you know one more one of the questions that they asked them was are you already celebrating in your head and clay put his head down and he immediately said no because i made that mistake years ago because if you don't know um the second time they went around they were down or excuse me they were up three one and needed to say they blew a three one lead and hmm. Cavaliers came back and won. <laughs> he said, and he said, uh, that was the longest summer of my life. And I never made that, that same decision again, you know, to, to basically celebrate prematurely. And for those who don't know, Clay Thompson came off of two catastrophic career ending injuries. So he'd been gone for, for 940 something days. And so his first season back, of course, he ended up winning the championship. But the thing that he said that stuck with me, babe, that I really appreciated was he said, yeah, we've won it three times. But the reason why I'm not celebrating my head is because we haven't done it yet. Yeah. And I've learned to be where my feet are planted. Mm. And I thought, man. Is he even 30 yet? I think he just turned 30. Ugh, yeah. To get that. <laughs> but that was his first response. He said, like, he said it quickly when the, yeah. when the woman asked him. He said, I said nope. He said I, made that, he said, I made that mistake years ago. I'm not doing it again. He said, you got to keep in mind, I've been, I haven't been playing for the past two and a half years. Like, I've missed doing the thing I love most. And so when I came back, he said, of course, the goal was to win the championship. So my goal was just to play again because I love the game. Right. And as he kept talking, he said, and so now we're here in the finals. We just finished game five. It's like, yeah, we're one more win away. He said, but guess what? We were one win away years ago when we lost. And so I've just learned to be where my feet are planted. He goes, now when that happens, different story. He says, yeah. I'm not there yet. I can't be. And even Draymond Green in one of the press conferences, they asked him, they said, how is this different for you? And he said, you know, I didn't even touch the, the trophy this time. So I let yeah. the other guys touch yeah. it, you know, but the thing he said, I yeah, appreciate he, it. He actually said, 
after the first win, I never touched the trophy again. You did. You're right. After the first one. Yep. Yeah. Because for him, it was like, I've already been here. I've mm-hmm. already done this. I already know what it's like to touch the trophies. I want to. Ha- I want the younger guys to have yes. that moment. And so after he said that, this is the other part he said that I appreciate it. He said, I've learned to enjoy the journey more than the destination. Yeah. And he said, don't get, he said, don't get me wrong. He said, this is great. I'm just proud of the fact that we're here. Like, I want to do this again. And when I say do this, I want to be here fighting for the chip again. Right. I don't just want to win it. He says, I love the pressure that comes with this. I've learned, he says, so what's different about this one? He said, this is the first time I've actually enjoyed the journey more than the destination. So I just want to encourage our listeners, in what ways are you coveting the destination more than you are the journey? Yeah. Or are you like three years ago, Clay, where you're already picturing yourself there and not being where your feet are planted. Right. So what does it look like for you to be where your feet are planted? One of my buddies, uh, Pastor Elliot Diaz says, Mark, it's I'm not telling you to not dream because God puts dreams in your heart, but you're here until you're not. Right. And so I just love that because it's a reminder of just being faithful and content. Yeah. And that is a really hard tension to be in, right? It's, on one side of the story, it's like you're children of God, dream, do. And the other time it's like, no, but also be planted and be content. And that it really is a tough like balance to figure that out. Like, okay, so am I content, balanced, dreaming forward? Like, how do I do this? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. I, for me, put it this way, that what's helped me to, to, I guess, maintain the balance is I still dream. Mm-hmm. I still think ahead. You have to. And right. we also see through scripture that God is a God of planning. God is a God of dreams. God is a God of vision. I don't, I've learned to not covet that more than God himself. So I would say the way you maintain the balance is keep dreaming, keep having visions, yeah. Uh, keep having goals. Keep picturing like the destination and the end game. You know your version of the promised land, whatever. But I love the response of Moses. I think it's Exodus. I can't remember. It's thirty fifteen or thirty three fifteen. But when Moses says, "I don't want to be anywhere without your presence," like if you don't go with us, I don't want it. Yeah. And this is the promised land from God Himself. So Moses is saying, like, that's great. In other words, like this is for you. But Moses is saying, I don't want the hand of God over the heart of God. Yeah. So I would tell anybody, if you are coveting the destination or the place more than you are God in his presence yourself, himself, yeah. you're out of order. So it's, it's, it's not a, it's not an or, it's a both and, but it is a matter of priority. And so it's enjoy, even if it's hard. I know that's hard. I get it. Yeah. I really do. But, tr- but trust and see what God is doing in the now because it helps you to appreciate the later. Right. And um, I'm just reminded, I can't remember how they said it, but you know when we were listening to church this past weekend when they said like, don't worship the God of this season, worship the God of all seasons. Yeah. And I think that's how you maintain that balance. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, it makes sense to me, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know this is a topic we could talk about for probably three hours, if not more, but you and I have tickets to go see Mamrick City tonight, hey so we Super have to kind of, you know, cut it short. Um, any last thoughts? Do you have any questions you want to 
kind of leave our listeners with um, before we end the session? Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, questions I guess to ask yourself is, number one, what are you learning about God in this season? Yeah. And when I say reflect on these, do one of two things or both. Talk about this. Like if you're driving right now with a group of people or you're listening to this with someone, literally talk about these questions together. And I'll leave these questions too in the description so you guys can unpack them together. But talk about it. Or number two, write them down in the journal. And don't just write the answer. Go back and look at the answer. Yeah. Like that's the, the bigger part. So I would ask yourself as you're encountering halftime, and even if you're listening to this months later, you know, maybe at the end of the year or maybe you listen to it in August, who cares when you're listening to it? That's, that's redundant. You have a time and a moment today. This is the day the Lord has made. Today is the day. Be glad and rejoice, meaning it's a choice, mm-hmm. right? So number one, what are you learning about God in this season? Another question to ask yourself is, what are you learning about yourself in this season? And the last one I would say is, um, like, I want to give it back to you. Someone listening to this may feel done right now. They may feel like they, they now get what we're talking about. And they're in the moment of their halftime, whether it's a year, mm-hmm. maybe it's a life halftime, maybe it's a season halftime. With everything we've talked about, what final words of encouragement would you give someone that needs to hear it? Um, and halftime can happen anytime. Mm. It doesn't have to be June, July. It doesn't have to be, you know, right smack in the middle. Like, okay, I was born in September. So in March is when my halftime, it, it doesn't. It's let God interrupt your game plan any given time. Let him, if he needs to call a timeout, let him. Let him give enough space in your life to have those moments to be reassessed, those um, times to just kind of pull away. So it doesn't have to just happen. Like I've always, you know, since college said like summertime is my halftime, but it's not the only time it happens. I, it's just the time I give it a title, uh, but it's not the only time it happens. So if you, if you are hearing this message in October, if you're hearing in January, it can happen now like right when you're listening, like don't put a restraint around when this can happen. Um, so it's like uh, when we start gym memberships or it's like, <laughs> all right, January, starting January, we're going to do it, you know? Um, so with God, there is not a restraint on when you can start this process. So, and if you feel like, man, the first half of it sucked. Okay. It did. And that's okay. If you woke up today and if you have breath in your body, it's still not too late. You still have till the last breath to get it right, to, you know, fix the wrong or, you know, whatever it is that you're feeling down about. It, it's not, too, it's never, ever too late. You know, um, what is the uh, old saying? It's not uh, over till the old lady sings or something. <laughs> Some random thing like that. But seriously, like, it's literally like our parents grew up and, you know, this saying, it ain't over till it's over, you know, like, and it's 100% true. Until God says it's over, it's not over. Mm -hmm. So don't beat yourself up and use any time of your life, of your day, of your month, just to reassess and reflect on where God has taken you to and what he's brought you out of 
and what you can be in partnership with God for to do better or continuing doing. So, yeah. It's a good word. I felt like I was really wordy. Nope. You were not. <laughs> On that note, we're going to end it. Din, 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 din. <laughs> what? That's the outro music. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can kind of see that. <laughs> Juby Benton and Penifer Lopez signing out. (laughs) Well, we hope you guys enjoyed that session. Oh my gosh, I had to catch my breath on that. (laughs) But if you guys are enjoying this podcast, please rate and review it. You can do that on Apple Podcasts. You can also do it on Spotify. You can also leave me a review on my website at markkbenton2.com. And please do us a favor. If you guys enjoyed this, go ahead and screenshot this and tag myself and Juby. Her Instagram is at Juby, not Judy. Mine is at Mark K. Benton too. And leave a quote, a line or a question, your favorite part and share this right now. Like text it to somebody, DM somebody, let somebody know like, hey man, you need to listen to this halftime. No, and it doesn't have to be right now. You can do it anytime you want. But also if you have any questions, please holler at me. You can send me a voicemail also on my website but until then love grace and peace out